Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daily Daf Differently. This is Rabbi Steve Kane, and today we are studying Masechet Shabbat, Daf Tzadi Zion Aleph and Bet, from Tractate Shabbat, page 97A and B. Page 97A and B finds us at the beginning of chapter 11 of Shabbat, Hazorek, and it deals with laws of throwing an object from one area into another. And so it begins by telling us back on 96a, where the chapter began, Hazorek mi Rashut Hayachid, Rashut Harabim, someone who threw an object from a private domain to a public domain, or mi Rashut Harabim, Rashut Hayachid, from a public domain to a private domain, Chayav. Such a person is obligated on a chatat, a sin offering. But now it says, Mirashut Hayachid, Lirashut Hayachid, if one threw an object from one private domain into another private domain, Urashut Harabim, Be'emtsa, and in between these two areas of private domain was a public domain, Rabbi Akiva, Mechayev, Vechachamim, Potrim. Rabbi Akiva said that such a person is obligated on a sin offering, but the sages said that they were exempt. That is what um, the main uh, discussion on 97A and B is about. Though this discussion uh, is is quite interesting in terms of the disagreement uh, that lies between Rabbi Akiva and the sages. And I want to actually begin a little bit further down on the page because... Um, on this page, there is a discussion, actually, of the building of a sukkah. And in the building of the sukkah, the question is, at what point does the wall of the sukkah, if it is not touching the ground, still count as a wall of the sukkah? And the Gemara comes to the conclusion, near the bottom of 97a, that kol pachot mishlusha, Kilavud dame, that anything which is in within three tefachim of something else, a tefach is a handbreadth, is like an extension of it. And so the practical basis for this, the practical meaning of this for a sukkah, is that if the wall of the sukkah is within three tefachim, three handbreadths of the ground, it is considered to be a completed wall and touching the ground. But if it is if it ends above three tefachim from the ground, then you do not have what is considered to be a wall of the sukkah, and that wall is as if it doesn't exist, even if it covers the entire rest of the sukkah. But the whole point of the discussion at the bottom is to indicate that something which is within three tefachim, three handbreadths of something else, becomes um, as if it is a part of that. Now let's go back to the discussion between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim uh, about 
the question of uh, of throwing an object from one um, private domain to another private domain that goes through a public domain. And on the page, there is a lengthy argument as to what exactly does Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim, the sages, disagree about. And one of the first opinion indicates that what they disagree about is an object which is thrown less than 10 tfachim through the air. Let's say one had an object, let's say an ancient frisbee, for example. One threw that frisbee disc through the air, that would certainly sail, and it could indeed be uh, any length of uh, distance from the ground. Well, according to the first part of the Gemara here, if it is above 10 tfachim, both agree that it is not close enough to the ground, that it should be considered a part of the ground, and therefore the person is patur. He is exempt from um, uh, bringing a chatat. But if it is below ten tfachim, that is, according to the first opinion, exactly what Rabbi Akiva and the sages, the Chachamim, are arguing about, whether ten tfachim and below are really considered to be a part of the ground. Now, while this discussion goes back and forth, Towards the middle of 97a, uh, we have a, uh, a, a different opinion that says that it isn't that the, what they're arguing about is not ten tfachim from the ground, but a distance really of three tfachim from the ground. In this case, uh, the uh, conclusion of the Gemara is that everyone agrees that if it is less than three tfachim from the ground, it is like an extension of the ground, and therefore a person would be chayav, would be obligated to bring a sin offering. Both Rabbi Akiva and the sages and the chachamim would hold that. And the reason for that is it is as if that person has taken an object from a public-private domain through a public domain, and it landed in the public domain as it went through, and it continued on into another private domain. Even though it never really landed, by staying within three tfachim, three handbreasts, it is as if it is a part of that domain. But uh, between three and ten tfachim, in that case, uh, they argue as to whether uh, Rabbi Akiva would um, uh, put, make the person obligated, make them chayav on a chatat, uh, and the chachamim patur, or not. Uh, but the whole point of that is that the final conclusion is just like with the sukkah that something which is within three tfachim of the ground, it becomes a part of the ground. Now here we see a very interesting principle because uh, uh, we also have a question in our own mind, in our own properties. Is the air that surrounds us really a part of the property or is the air that surrounds us kind of uh, just uh, almost a no man's land? And the conclusion of the Gemara, even in ancient times, is that there is some figure, whether it be three tfachim or less, or whether it be, according to one opinion earlier, ten tfachim or less, that anything that is in that airspace really belongs to that ground. And in a certain sense, that has great implications for how we treat the air around us. The air around us actually is attached to the ground to a certain extent. It isn't simply something which is uh, hefker, which is uh, neither belonging to uh, uh, any individual or uh, or not, but rather um, it, it, at least uh, there is a certain degree, there is a certain area that um, that which surrounds the ground, that which is above the ground, 
Uh, the air of the ground is a part of that ground. This gives us pause to think and to consider that even the rabbis of the Talmud understood that there was a relationship between the earth and the air above it. And whether they thought that relationship extended to three tvachim, three handbreaths, or whether they thought that extended to ten handbreaths, uh, in either case, they all agreed that there was some extension of the ground into the air. Uh, and it meant that uh, the air that surrounds us um, is, uh, is something of, uh, of importance to the land, that we can't separate the two. Uh, and so in this case, it dealt with the concept of throwing an object from a, a private domain to another private domain through a public domain, or it, it deals with the question of the sukkah and the walls of the sukkah. But in either case, um, that which is nearby, even the air itself, is something which uh, is very much a part of the land around it. And that is a principle upon which uh, uh, we too can think about in terms of our environment, that the idea of carrying on Shabbat tells us something about how we view not only the land and the area we carry it through, but the air which surrounds it. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros, from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.